<laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast. You know what it's called. Whoa. And yep. we got the singing mind. Uh. Whoa, 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 whoa. Skirt, skirt. You want a little yeah. singing mic? Yeah. When I'm around you. <laughs> okay, one last one. And it's Tony Hedgecliff. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here we are. <laughs> and the singing mic's always here if you need to grab it. Oh, you know what I mean? It. Good, good. I like that. Um, so, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. The uh, Riffin with Griffin. And one of my favorite people in the whole wide world couldn't make it. So, what oh, we did. <laughs> did you see what you. I did there? Oh, I'll dare you. <laughs> no, uh, I guess a real brick wall couldn't make it either. Look at this thing. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> That's what happens when you bring comedians to your place. Uh, you know what? I got to check something real quick. We're going to keep this going. Just see, keep talking. What are you checking? I want to turn this so we can see. You know, you're the only guy whose podcast I've done who doesn't wear socks or shoes during the uh People don't uh, know episode. that, Tony. That is crazy. You think Joe Rogan does that shit? You think he uh, has his little... First of all, the nonsense that Joe Rogan does on his podcast, <laughs> like, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he was just pantsless. He right could there. be. He Actually, could be. honestly, I don't know. And what would we know. say? What, what could anyone yeah. say to him? No, Joe, put some pants on? No, no one would every, say shit to everybody's him. Everybody's just like, oh, okay, I guess that's how he does it. <laughs> oh, okay, so you're going to smoke weed? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I have to smoke weed, too. You know, that's how it is on his podcast. I love it. But um, I'm glad you're here, man. Uh, welcome. Again, I didn't even say his name. Uh, welcome, Mr. Tony Hitchcliffe. Right? Thank you. Yep. Do I say it right? Hitchcliffe? No. It's Hinchcliffe. It's Hin. Like a, okay, like I always say inch. hitch. I put a the, T on it. I know. The trick is all black people do that, by the right. way. I'm not kidding. I'm, really? It's not a racial. Hitchcliffe? It's a, it's a racial. <laughs> I've noticed this. It's a racial subject, but it's not racist. But there's something about black people. They're always like, yo, what up, Hitchcliffe? Yeah, something hitchy Even uh, Even this weekend, I was doing gigs at the Pittsburgh Improv and they, you know, in their green oh, room, God. they do, uh, Oh Jesus they do, Christ. Uh-oh. This always happens. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, you know, they always write on the chalkboard, uh, welcome to the improv, you know, Tony Hinch right. in the green room. And it was, uh, it said, welcome Tony Hitchcliffe oh, with H-I-T-C-H. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll bet you anything. I got a black waitress. It's a, and, and underneath it, it said tonight your waitress is uh, like Malaysia or something like that. Oh, I'm God. like, oh, yeah. And it was. <laughs> now, when that happens and you have a sort of like stereotype thought, mm-hmm. do you feel like, uh, well, I knew it? Or is it like, ah. Uh, why? Yeah, it's, you, why? It, it doesn't even bother me. It's it's cooler to even notice it. And I only notice that because I hang out with so many black people <laughs> and I'm always around them. You know what I mean? And it's uh, always like, you know, for a guy that doesn't hang out with black people, they wouldn't even notice that. They wouldn't be like black people. 
It's just a weird name, though. Yeah, no, it is. You know, it's like it sucks, especially yeah. for like in the social media era. Yeah. I mean, people are just like, they can't find you. I'm doing <laughs> right? pretty good, but. Uh... You know what I mean, though. <laughs> no. no, you're right. In fact, a fun fact about my podcast, Kill Tony, is that the first episode, it wasn't even called Kill Tony. It was called Hinchcliffe's Notes, <laughs> like a play on like Cliff's Notes. Right. We yeah, killed that exactly. shit fast. Episode that has to two, go. we came back guns ablazing. I'm changing the name of the show. Kill Tony. So that's dope. Had to simplify it. Yeah, I know. I uh, bunch of people in the hood were looking up Hitchcliffe's notes. <laughs> you should just you should just get that website anyway. Yeah. Just get HitchcliffeNotes.com. Yeah, Fuck, and it's some, just some asshole's gonna get it right now. And so it's just be- all the my jokes that work with black people. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. <laughs> It's like Sarah Tiani. I always call her Tiani, but yeah. it's Tiana, whatever. Right. Yeah. She, every, she says it to me all the time. How come every black person always calls me Tiani? Yeah. <laughs> it just, it looks like that. So you fucking say it. It's like I they all, everyone, every black person has a cousin named Tiani. Yeah. It just sounds like that's what it should be. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. But uh, look, I'm in the game. You know, I went on, actually, you were the first podcast that I went on that I announced I was having a podcast, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and, you I always, out, and you started with the kill Tony. I know. Bump. I always, uh, uh the kill Tony bump. Yeah, yeah. That first 35 people that, <laughs> oh, how dare you? <laughs> no, it was, you know, it, it, this is a tough, this is a, this is a tough thing. You know, you've been doing it for how many years now? Uh, over six years. You don't have to, you don't want to, you don't want to water these. Oh, it's okay. No, I'm fine. Okay. Something you comfortable? Just, something just blew on me from like the ceiling. Oh, know. no, that's just the, the air conditioning. Is oh, gone. okay. And your hair is so oh, luscious yeah. that it just, it's just my hair falling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I did it. And so here I am and it's just like, God, what a road. Look, I'm doing this all by myself. You know, I got to go put the camera. I got to check the camera during the podcast. It's my incredible. fucking phone is going on. Sweating off. bullets. I know I'm just, sweating. Uh, I don't know. I have the AC on. I don't know why. Yeah, maybe I'm nervous that the, <laughs> One of the hottest rising young comics in the business. That's right. <laughs> one of them. One of the top young rising. One of the top young rising stars is here. You got your little mechanics towel. I know. I feel like G thing. You know, who- <laughs> <laughs> like that's a sweaty motherfucker right there. You know? No, but I never. Yeah, I don't know why I'm so hot right now. Um, I know now I have one of the hot rising young podcasts in the game. Yeah. I don't know. Podcasting is just such a weird thing. But you know what I really want to talk to you about is mm. how do you let's say your friend. Right has a super hot wife, mm-hmm. okay? And her Instagram profile is just fire, yeah. you know? Pictures such as like and I'll probably put them up here. <laughs> no, don't do, don't you dare. <laughs> like this one. <laughs> oh, is this one, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then like you, you know, Obviously, I'm making reference to like because you're married. Mm-hmm. Good for you. You had a whirlwind romance and mm-hmm. got married, but your wife is just like beautiful, you know. Thank and she's you. such a sweetheart too. Yeah. But I forget that this person that I see at the comic store when she comes and she's mm-hmm. like, you know, just normal, yeah. just no- with her just little a bubbly nice, just girl. a bubbly nice girl with an Australian accent. And then I catch myself being a creep on t- on um, Twitter, not Twitter, uh, Instagram, and I'm yeah. like, oh damn, who? That-? And I'm like, oh shit, that's Tony's wife. That's Tony's wife. That's Tony's wife. Stop it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, what what would you do? <laughs> I mean, I, just, I mean, I, how is it? <laughs> you know, I look, I look, I, I'll glance at a friend's hot wife's uh, Instagram, but I can't like. Yeah, what do you I, do? I, I'm, I, I'm just saying because you're this is this is new because like you're now a young millennial married in this social media era, and this is how it is. How is that being married when everybody has so much access to information about you? No, really, it's just like the one of the you know, one of the silly things is that I don't really like. I don't really care about it at yeah, all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, which is which is why it works. Very rarely is it even a is it even a thing. 
Oh, you that's good. I mean? That's good. Like it's like on you know like there's been a couple jokes made about it on TV like on like roast battle and stuff like you know Tony has an oh, Australian right. <laughs> model wife or whatever and you know so I'll get like you know like trolls here and there like are you guys even really married like where's your wife at dude because I don't post pictures like with her like all, my all page the trolls is sound just, like that <laughs> yeah all my page is just you know promoting shows yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I don't and really, she doesn't even I don't I never see you on her profile right right we're, we're we both use our profiles yeah. Just strictly for work and uh so yeah you know what i mean we're not like get, no, giving no. away our public like where we like to hang or chill or anything i don't like right. that stuff i don't want anybody yeah. running into me i've done that before and like i once posted a story that i was at uh one of my favorite pizza places in columbus i'm like so glad to be here at adriatico's and like all these fucking frat boys came in <laughs> Tony! Dude, we just saw your buzz dude i'm like wow this is good to know i'll yeah. never do this in los angeles and then want- you and then you feel like an you don't want to feel like an asshole like you don't want to feel like like I love fans. I really do. And like, you know, coming from like workaholics and being Montez, mm-hmm. you know, it's like I'm talking about just, you know, it, it's like one out of 20. So I'm, I'm not like super yeah. famous or anything, but right. like the ones that know workaholics and love it, they are on top right. of that shit. Mm-hmm. And they just come up to you anywhere and everywhere like, oh, my God. Right. You're my favorite character. You know, they just know all the lines. And, yeah. you know, it's it's like you have a moment, though, where you want to be like, <sighs> yeah. No, but you got to go. Hey, hey, it's good to see you. And what you're proud <laughs> what you're going to end up noticing is that the podcast fans are they're they're a little bit more chill, but they're also a little bit more like uh not scary. Like it's not the right word, but you just are it's, just, it's they, instead of how Montez gets like a whoa, Montez. Like when you do a lot of podcasts and people listen to you for an hour, hour and a half every single week, whatever, or sometimes two, three times a week, then all of a sudden you get like this stare from people. <laughs> it's just like, it's not like, oh, it's more like, um, uh, yeah. I, 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 I don't, you probably get this all the time. I don't want to bother, but I'm, you know what I mean? It's more like that. So sometimes I wish that it was reversed where I'd have like that, like, what? Tony! Right. But instead I just have people like staring at me, like wanting to say, and they end up usually, usually they do. Cause I'm a nice guy. Yeah. Well, I'd like to be nice too. I people think, people think I'm a, people think, you assume that I'm like an asshole cause of well, how you, I am on the show. But. You have a, you have a chip on your shoulder. It feels like sometimes it feels like you have a chip on your shoulder. And my question is, is that a real chip or is it manufactured to push yourself? No, it's, it's, it's the real deal. It's always been there. <laughs> really? You know, I, I, Where's yeah. it come from? What's it about? Everything, man. I'm a bastard. You know what I mean? Rough Me childhood, tough, tough, tough neighborhood. I grew up in, uh, you know, where'd you grow up? Youngstown, Ohio. Oh, one of shit. the crime capitals of the country when I was growing up there. Sure, it still is. But when I was growing up there, it was like the murder capital of America per capita, which basically means the most dangerous neighborhood you could live in. <laughs> right. And my house was right in the middle of it all. Like, you know, just broken into house all the time, at least once a year. Was just, this a predominantly white area that nope. you lived in, the poor white area? Or was it just like just it was, poor and it was, it was the, all the poor? It was the poor black area. Oh, wow. It was a very black uh, neighborhood. Which is fun. You know, it got me good at football and basketball at a young age. As ridiculous <laughs> you, as that sounds. Could, were, you, were you like white chocolate when you were playing? Or did they call you like, did you have like a nickname? No, yeah, it was a little bitch. <laughs> That's what it was. Hey, little bitch. <laughs> I'm open. <laughs> uh, people did hey, it. Hey, Itchcliff. <laughs> it's like, Itchcliff. <laughs> oh, man. So, well, that's okay. So, I get it. So, you, you, um, 
always and also like how I started stand up. Like it's like, how you know, you I found stand-up? something that I loved and I just went completely all in, didn't have money, didn't save money beforehand, you know, slept in my car, that whole thing, worked oh, my wow. way up at the store, took the hardest possible approach, wanted to get really good instead of just really famous. You know what I mean? Like right. I wasn't on, I didn't want like some like fast track, like type of like crapola you know what i mean i took that real crazy comedy store path was an employee forever learned the ins and outs yeah, and i remember those days I remember yep. seeing you doing that yep I remember taking you and matt to that weird gig up north <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and yeah i don't think you lose that chip even like the nice guys that work yeah. at the comedy store three four years in you start to see them like anakin skywalker <laughs> like they sort of like turn a paler color yeah, they, they, they want to go kill young padawans yeah yep, <laughs> yep. their eyes get a little bit icy blue like the night king from game of thrones they yeah. just sort of like freeze over i know what you're saying yeah man well i think the night i i personally believe that the nice guys cause i consider myself a nice guy you know mm-hmm. you go through i think you have that chip especially at the store because if you don't ask for what you want or fight for what you want or you know you're gonna you're gonna get passed over people are not gonna oh yeah you know that's what and then, so i had to deal with tommy you yep. know after being passed by mitzi i had to deal with tommy and he was just a nightmare to deal with but like i don't regret those times because it helped me i really appreciate that like that struggle you know, right. what I mean? you know he was my enemy but it was manufactured for me but but it was real you know how I felt about my. Rise. He was a tough cookie, man, yeah. and I'm telling you, uh, he he gets a bad rep, and you know, there's definitely some things he did that were uh, that were completely wrong. But for the people that he sort of built up, I wouldn't change a thing. I, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. necessarily want a talent coordinator that fucking adores me. Yeah, you know, know what, what I saying. mean? I know what you're saying. Like, make it a little. Who wants that head coach? You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? It's certainly not what fucking Belichick is like before yeah. going to every goddamn Super Bowl. It's fucking tough he want, love. He, he wants you to get better at absolutely everything. He wants you to be able to throw, catch, run lateral, fucking running back, take a toss. You have to be able to do everything if yeah. you want to be a New England Patriot. And right? if you're not doing it right, you want him to be like, your mama should have never had you with that jokes. <laughs> right. You know, you want it to be pushed. Like yeah. one of the things, for example, um, and I was just talking about this the other day because someone was telling me. Oh, yeah. Someone was telling me one of the door guys was telling me the other night that he had this dream that uh, he that they were putting names on the wall. Right. It was the same day that they put names on the wall. Right. So he saw on Instagram or the comedy <laughs> store. He goes to sleep that night. Next day, he's telling me it's like I had this dream last night that uh, that Adam, who's the talent coordinator now, of course, for you listeners, that Adam uh, asked me, is there anything from your past that I need to know about you? And he's like, no, nothing, no, nothing. And he's like, all right, well, you're, you're not, you're not, you're still not passed. <laughs> and then like this dream, like messed with him. And he's telling me about this and he goes, I think I need to, I think, it, I think I need to get out of LA, man. I think I need to go to New York or something. I'm like, that's so funny because that is not how I would interpret that dream at all. Yeah. If I had that dream where the talent coordinator is saying, is there anything from your past I need to know about you? I would be dwelling on that for at least two hours to start my day of what is something from my past that I don't have a joke about that I need to make a joke about that Uh, Adam will see. You know what I mean? That the talent coordinator will see to me. That's his. That's his, you know, whatever the unconscious mind saying, uh, 
there's a joke that you haven't made from your past that's on the surface. Let there's me give you another there. example because this, this goes full circle. Because Tommy, who was the talent coordinator that broke us that I'm talking about, um, when I was still an employee there and I lived with other employees and whatnot, we all had this apartment with like five door guys, me, <laughs> Matt Edgar, Sandy Danto, oh, Dan Madonia. It was terrible. crazy. And I was in the living room. They, a lot of those guys had their own bedroom and you'd have to walk through the bedroom to use the bathroom. It was a debacle. <laughs> Again, that's early on in my starting. Right, this right. is 12 years ago. See, we talk about a chip on a shoulder. It's like, if you think I'm letting any of this, little bit of success that I have go, you got to be a crazy. So when I walk, you're right. When I walk into the store, that's what you're feeling is the guy that slept on a couch in his car mm. on a beanbag, on a futon, on an air mattress. One time I slept on an air mattress that had a hole in it. I, I, I was so you able, slept on the floor. I was Yes. <laughs> you stepped on a layer of plastic. <laughs> and the sad thing is people don't realize this is that if you have a hole in your ear, air mattress, uh, you, you can blow it up right with the vacuum thing that pushes the air out and then you lay on it and it doesn't like fall down evenly <laughs> you fall down in the middle and the rest closes up like a venus fly trap around you so you just end Which up was symbolic of your situation right, right. <laughs> but anyway one time tommy this is how like you know wild he was with his like ways he told all my buddies because he's their talent coordinator too but he would he would send messages other ways hoping that it would get back to you you know what i mean mm -hmm. and tommy had this theory 100 percent convinced that i was gay which mm -hmm. i get you know i've gotten in my whole I think, life i, think I sound that about a lot of people right i sound sort of feminine i look sort of feminine Keep i going. get it right <laughs> i was raised by a single mom i have two older sisters i get it right anyway so he told my buddies that tony's gay and he's convinced of it and he's never going to pass me until I admit to being gay and talk about it on stage and do jokes about it, about being gay. Right. And, and the guys all told me within like 48 hours separately, like, Hey, Tony, I mean, I don't know how to break this to you, but Tommy told me something really crazy. He said that he thinks you're gay and he's not going to pass you until you would, you know, talk about being gay. He says you need to acknowledge it to finally break through to the other side. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, shit. You know, the first couple of days, I'm like, fuck this guy. What right, the fuck right. am I supposed to do? I have to fuck a dude to fucking <laughs> get past at the comedies? Because I will. No. And uh, and I end up writing a joke about how I look gay. And it ended and it was it was all just broken down into, you know what I mean? I, that was my gay face joke from way back oh, in the day, yeah. which became my opener, which I just rode that momentum throughout sets. And it was a big joke for me right. for a couple few years. And when I wrote that joke and started crushing with it right from the top, acknowledging what people were seeing and noticing, Tommy passed me. So it's sort of like one of those roundabout. Right. So Maybe that's what he wanted. But I don't I, I just think that like. I think he stumbled into that madness. Mm -hmm. I don't always think that that was his intention, what was right. going on. Right. But just like being in that environment and like probably being around Mitzi for as long as he was, he sort of picked up on some things but didn't understand why they worked. And But sometimes he got it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I, I agree. I mean, I, it was like I had a chip on my shoulder. I, I think when I, I – for me, the chip was like when I said to myself, fuck this place. 
I was like, I'm done with dealing with this bullshit. You know, mm-hmm. like those Mondays, like, you know, like F- Frazier would be hosting and he, you're next, you're next, you know? And then all of a sudden, Oh, Hey, uh, we got to put this. I told this guy, there was one day that that happened. And I was like, I'm out. Bye. I right. said, just take me off the list. And I fucking left. Yeah. And it was after that, that I, that it, soon after that is when I like, it just started to click mm-hmm. where it was like, this doesn't mean anything. It's not as important as I'm making it out to be, Yeah, you know? And just like, but I have that chip. I always notice that chip on your shoulder too, though. It, it keeps me hungry. That's what keeps me right where I am. But how you it- see me. I don't have big TV credits. I'm not in <laughs> movies. I don't have any of that. So that chip is, that's the fucking fire starter right there. That's is that the- what you want though? Do you want that? Do I want what? Mainstream success? Yes. Do you want mainstream success? I mean, of course. Sure. I mean, I guess so in a way. It's been a fun ride being sort of underground filling up venues, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get it. You know, selling out big places with people that actually know me and my style and my show and my stand up and all this. But is it enough? No. It's never enough. Are you kidding me? We want to do arenas. I want to fly a private jet one day. I want to fly my own goddamn jet, Eric Griffin. (laughs) You know, it's the funny thing about it is like... um, you were, we're talking about this. I had Russell Peters on the podcast and I kind of felt like he felt the same way about like wanting to get that acceptance from Hollywood and stuff, but talk about selling out arenas and stuff and being filthy rich. You know what I right. mean? It's like, it's funny how the grass is always greener. Absolutely. No doubt about it. And I'm sure there's some people out there that are famous, right? That wish they had fans that they didn't, that they didn't hate. Right, There's right. some people out there that, you know, got big breaks or whatever and probably got weird shows and whatever in this and that. Like, look at, like, old TV sitcom stars, right? Yeah. Like, old school ones. Yeah, like from Living Single or something. <laughs> yeah, like or even, like, Kramer, right? Yeah. Before he did all of his crazy stuff. Like, imagine you're going, you know Kramer from Seinfeld, and now you're going to see Michael Richards. And it's not Kramer, you know, probably he probably does something like something to get the crowd going crazy. Like right. he probably comes in all weird. Yeah, or yeah. Oh, to the mic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was doing something like that. He's got to be. I mean, he, well, he is gave Kramer. that shit up, right? right. He, he, he was like, OK, I'm not, I'm not, I can't do this. Yeah. Let me sit on my millions. And but not. it's like imagine the, the dummies that go out and see a sitcom star that they don't know their stand up, if that makes sense. So it goes both ways. But know. they still do it. The new the new stand that right now is like, you know, social media people, mm-hmm. you know, YouTubers and people like that, that people love what they do. It's like, you know, I come from this old school and it's so hard to deal with sometimes. You know, there was that guy that had a he just had a trouble at JFL. Um, he's like that long hair, white dude, country something or other. Hmm. I think he does a country mama or was that a, like a year ago? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I was at the Huntsville. I was at the Huntsville um, funny bone, not funny bone. Um, the uh, stand up live stand up live yeah. in Huntsville. And like, for some reason they had him doing the early show and I was doing the late show, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was just like all these people, you know, and they're just like yelling for him to do the bits. And he's just up there doing his thing. And he's doing a meet and greet on the stage, just cutting into my time. Oof. You know, he's it's it's cutting into my time. There's people in the green room that I don't even know who the fuck these people are. His yeah. cousin and like, you know, a special needs dude is in yeah. there. I'm like, what? what's happening right now? Some Huntsville, Alabama. He just did. Right but there. he just had no idea. He didn't care about this brotherhood, like the process. You right. know, he didn't care about it. It didn't. It felt to me like, you know, right. I forgot his name, though. But anyway, it don't matter. 
And um, you'll never need to remember it. People like that, you'll never. So he, but he like ran the light and like, you know, he, the, the things going on by my whatever fans are outside waiting to come in. They're giving them drinks outside because they're like, this is, you know. Oh my God. You know, and then, and then they ask him about it. They go, hey, can you not do that? And he flips out. The next day, does it even longer. Mm. You know what I mean? And I'm just thinking to myself, dude, you don't know me, bro. Right. Like, you know, it's like, what are you doing? And then the owner calls me and he's like, Eric, I'm so sorry. But in my mind, I was like, you booked this dude. Right. Like, you are you sorry? Right. You know, it's all you care about is this shit. Yeah. There's no love for the the, the game anymore. There's no love for the art or the craft or right. cultivate. We're not in we're not in business together anymore. It's yeah. just you selling drinks and food and you don't care about anything else. Not saying that's not, you know, what you're supposed to do. That have to, some of that has to be a part of it, right? But damn. Can we can can we like can we be in unison with certain things? It was just like, but anyway, those type of guys are the new. They're just out there doing it, man. Yeah, and they. I've been around some of these social media guys, and you know, a few years ago, and they all were like, "Oh, can you be in one of my sketches and that kind right. of stuff?" As if like what I'm doing is it, it, like that's going to add some legitimacy to them. Right. But cut to now, they know that they are the actual stars. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like they all that shit is done. They don't care anymore. Right? They don't care about getting on TV. They don't care about doing movies. They're just like they're fine with their podcast and yeah. their twenty five million followers. Yeah, they're you know? making money off the YouTube ads. Yeah, they're making money off the and ads. Their live shows care. suck though. That's the catch is that people go see them do shows live, and then they think that's what a live professional show is like, and. That's the part that bothers me is like yeah. some of these millennials that got hooked on some janky YouTube show now think that that is what it's like to see a live show. Whereas you go see someone that's fucking grinded out a real yeah. career and knows how to work everything. If it goes bad or good or whatever, how to do everything. Do they even want to sit in there for an hour? That's the thing, right. too. Yeah. It's Not one, even just an hour. It's like an hour and a half show, like m most of the time. Yeah. That's one of those fool me once things when you go see a YouTube star live. Yeah. That it's was like, like st last comic standing, I think, was the same kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. you would go to, go to clubs and you would hear about that. These owners would be like, yeah, we did the last comic standing. We paid all these people. And then the next time around, it was like, okay, we're not selling any tickets and stuff like that. What's going on here? Yeah. So it's like a weird, like, you know, whatever. I don't know, man. I just. Because the people, the who, what people are watching that? Last comic standing. So it's like, what quality of person is watching? What channel is that? One of the big three. Yeah. And by big three, I mean unwatchable, right? Garbage networks. That you still want to be on. Not really. See, that's not really what I want to do. It's like, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking about things. Yeah, but I could totally see you like, being a showrunner on some nope. NBC show. Impossible. I could see it. If the offer came in today, there'd be no chance. You wouldn't do it? Wouldn't do it. There's no amount of money that you would do it? Nope. Okay, run, good for you. Run a show? No way. Yeah, well, yeah. Absolutely not. No. Even if, even if it was your vision? No, no. I would never have a vision on one of those <laughs> networks, though. Okay, That's the okay. thing. It's like nothing that goes to commercials for fucking, you know, straight to goddamn Clorox bleach wipes or whatever. Like Cut to you reading an ad on your podcast. Yeah, but I like reading the ads <laughs> on my podcast. I've liked, I mean, I've, it's hypocritical. No, it's not. No, it's not because that's different. When I, I How is it different? Because to me, reading your own ads, to me, reminds me of one of my original favorite things ever, which was the original Howard Stern show on FM radio. And he mm. would read those ads and they were so, it made no sense. It felt, <laughs> it felt con 
contrary to who he was, like, you know, a Vermont teddy bear. I got one. I got one for my, my daughter, my wife, yeah, my girlfriend. Yeah. I got one for everybody. Uh, and I'm like, why is he why is he buying teddy bears? And why is he buying a, a dozen roses from this rose company? Like, what is this? Well, was, he was paying bills. You're damn right. <laughs> so now when I go straight into it, I love it. It reminds me of that. Whereas like, yeah, janky- but when, but when uh, the NBC show goes to the Clorox commercial, that's the same thing, but mm-hmm. on a grander scale. Now, if I was doing the Clorox commercial myself, I'd be down. So like, you'd want to like, so Alfred for your Hitchcock, show, remember Alfred Hitchcock used to sort of do his own ads well, like that. I'd be down for Well, this would be your show. That's how you would do it. You would say you would say we never go to commercial break. We stay in the show, but within the show, we do commercial. Hey, I've pitched this. It goes nowhere. It goes nowhere. I pitched the whole show just commercials. It's just a commercial show. Every once in a while, we take a break, go to a comedy show for (laughs) For four minutes. We go to to Vine. We go to Vine for six seconds. Here's some sketches for you. We'll be right back with more commercials. (laughs) That's what it feels like anyway. I don't know. Yeah. I remember. Did you ever audition for Last Comic Standing? Nope. Not my thing. Yeah, I went once and I regretted it so much. Yeah. I really regretted it just because how they were acting and stuff. And I was like, what am I doing here? Well, the whole thing was rigged. You know, I was, what am I doing you here? You know, the whole thing was rigged. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about this on podcast. Can we now? Is it, is I it think some kind so. Of, I'm going to do us? it right now on your podcast. <laughs> you might take the heat for you it. You heard it here first. Last Comic Standing was, you know, run by one of the biggest managers in town at the time. And he would have his own clients win. It wasn't voted on. It's a, that's a bunch of baloney. And even if it was voted on, the way that they show clips and everything, and I'm sure everybody knows this, they decide they 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 know what you're going to pick. They mm. know what you're going to vote on. It's even like the current presidential shit. They know what they're doing. <laughs> they know they got to keep Bernie sort of like off to the side, like <laughs> mention him last. You know, they want their. You know, they decide. Media decides. Everything. Media chose Trump. Well, well, they did. And and for good reason for them. Their numbers are crazy right now. People can't stop following the hysteria. I know. Not me, but all these buffoons everywhere thinking that the world is ending while the economy's booming. (laughs) People love to hate the guy. I I mean, they say his name all the time. You know, it's like shows like SNL and all the late night shows. They should send him a gift basket Mm -hmm. every day, Mm -hmm. you know, because their ratings are so high because of like just talking about him all the time. Oh, they're the only reason they never mentioned one of the, you know, 185 candidates that are running for the Democrat. But every day they find a way to like, you know, it's like Trump talk. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Whoever that does. I mean, they're going to get smashed. There's just simply no way. You think old man like Joe Biden, he's just barely holding on <laughs> looks like he should be holding like a candlestick in the middle of the night with some sleeping hat or something yeah oh he's like ebenezer yeah yeah i don't i don't yeah bernie's like ghost of christmas past yeah <laughs> elizabeth warren is just uh i don't know mrs claus <laughs> the whole thing's beat up hot takes by tony hinchcliffe my boy tim ryan's running though congressman out of uh, youngstown ohio oh that's your boy yeah did you know my him? guy yeah very well are you guys woke up would you grow up in the same shitty neighborhood no he's a little bit older than me but i used to uh bartend for him when i right before i moved out here i worked lunches at a little italian restaurant and oh, shit. Uh, and he just came to kill tony a few weeks ago he was in la oh, to nice. go to bill Maher's show and a bunch of cool stuff and he came sat in a booth at kill tony it was so cool him his campaign manager his brother it was awesome so if anyone's listening from iowa or any of the picker states tim ryan 
He's a centrist Democrat. Ooh. He's like a Democrat that hunts and shit. He, 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 he would win if people knew anything about candidates. Right, like right. He speaks well. He's cool. He has unbelievably great ideas. He's all about like changing the way people eat. To, just, to help the country like he's like enough with this fucking yeah but if you don't it doesn't matter that kind of stuff doesn't matter you think that no no but i'm saying like michelle obama was all about eating right, right. but because michelle obama yeah that's but, what they that's like in the back of a magazine yeah. somewhere like oh by the way michelle obama <laughs> cares about what you eat but if the president literally was like making you know charging fast food places out of the wazoo for taxes yeah that and, should be the sin tax right there i mean i'm telling you it's absolutely it, it, how do you feel after eating a if you ate a big mac at 11 dude, i used to do that think, all the time i know, man. I know. it's crazy i you know i t- we're right on the same page with this dude if it's like first of all i always say like you know um if, if you want health care if you want the government to pay for health care i need some restrictions Okay. Restriction one. If you smoke, go fuck yourself. Okay. You smoke. Fuck you. You don't care about yourself. You don't care about the people around you. Why should we pay for your health care? I completely agree. You should get a high deductible, right? Mm -hmm. Number two is like, if your body fat is at a certain percentage, fuck you too. Yep. You know, that's not how we say, I I have jokes about this. It's not Ebola. You know, you didn't get on a bus and a fat girl sneezed and all of a sudden you were like, oh, no, you were eating like a fucking asshole your whole life. And this is why you're fat. And so now you want to, you want to get all the benefits of health care. No, you have to have a high deductible. Right. Going to the gym should be free. Yep. That should be on. Like insurance. a library, yes, yep. Like going to going to the gym, you should be able to go. That should be because it's called it's preventative medicine. Yeah, like preventative medicine should be part of the healthcare system. And then okay, then we can talk about paying for it. But people just want like I want to do whatever I want. Let me give you a great example. I always pick up the tab every time me and the crew are out on the road as you and should. we're eating breakfast, <laughs> lunch, or dinner, right? right. And uh, the only time that I ever eat McDonald's is if it's very early in the morning. Like I'm talking like it's got to be between I'm a, I'm about to get, always only at the airport. I have to be yeah, yeah, getting yeah. ready to get on a plane between 5 a.m. and 7 a.m. I won't eat it after 7 a.m. I have to know I'm going right to sleep because I sleep like a baby on airplanes and I've learned that I have to eat something. Oh, now the only thing that I'll ever eat from McDonald's for the rest of my life is for some reason. And they're disgusting. I don't know why I do it. Still gross. Egg McMuffin. (laughs) No, it's the little breakfast burritos, the little fajita Uh, burrito things. For some reason, I know it's so weird. What? They have this gross fajita sauce. And then by gross, I mean amazing. Like they're so wrong. (laughs) It's so wrong. And I always get all gassy and disgusting. I have to go to the bathroom before getting on the plane. Anyway. So I'm like, hey guys, let's go to now. The, now my crew that I work with, they're all just pig monsters. They eat <laughs> anything. I mean, Jeremiah and Red Band and yeah. Joel are human garbage disposals <laughs> without a I don't doubt. Know what, I don't know how Jeremiah does it. Like, where does he put it? It's just all in his nose. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it just goes. <laughs> Jeremiah is one of the freakiest eaters of really? all time. We'll we'll eat a large he pizza. A He'll be like, so are you guys like, uh, you guys thinking about like uh, going to dinner or something like that? Like <laughs> literally, you know. I'll be like, are you, you're not kidding. I go, well, I mean, if you're hungry, we might have to, you know, we're probably not going to eat again tonight. So we might as well eat a lot now. I'm like, we just ate. You just had to. Anyway. So I get McDonald's and I get it for, you know, the crew and the total's like $18. Right. Literally. And I'm like, what is wrong 
with our society <laughs> yeah. to where only when you're eating the shittiest shit is it that affordable. Like, yeah. it's like, oh, you get to feel like shit for the rest of the day. Well, aren't we the only country where the poor people are fat? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's no, crazy. No, that's the, that's the whole point is it's like our the, the food stuff. And they didn't teach me this in Ohio. I always thought California was like weird and hippie and yeah. like, oh, foo, they're foo, so foo. right. Exactly. And then you get here and you're like, no. I felt good after drinking that beet juice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. that ginger shot really made, you know, made me feel good. Yeah. I just recently started uh, changing my shit up. You know what I mean? It's I energy, like, man. And, and you know, and another thing was Rogan really helped me with that is it's yeah. like food isn't food isn't just meant to be this like mouth helper thing. It's not like supposed to be like this great sensation all the time. Yeah, it's, it should taste good. But you should find be able, we should be able to find stuff that we like that tastes good that gives us energy. It's yeah. about energy. It's not about some reward like it's like, oh, you know. Yeah, that's exactly how what we yeah. make it feel like. Well, I mean, I went I went to this place called Next Health, you know, because because I, I I was I was getting a little nervous just because of like what's going on with my mom. My mom, you know, is dealing with dementia and uh it's hard. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. And then you you read about it and you find out it's like when you have high cholesterol, when you have high blood pressure, low testosterone and and all these kind of things and you you look at it and you go, "Oh man, maybe you can't pr- totally prevent this from happening, but maybe you could obviously you know, you could be a lot healthier. So I, that's what I did. I went, I got a blood test and I found out shit. My vitamin D level was super low. Yeah. You know? And I was like, Oh man, you don't even, people don't even know these things. This is like, so this is like preventative medicine. So like now I'm starting to take these supplements. I'm taking vitamin D and man, more energy. My hair is luscious up here. Right. It was like, you know, all these kinds of things. And then now I, I, I got a food program coming, yeah. you know, instead of like, you know, ordering Grubhub every day, you know, like as a right. single guy, you know, you know, spending $40 on a meal and, and eating all of it. Right. Now I'm getting these little portion meals and I just, I feel better and I'm yep. starting, you know, I'm trying to, I'm slimming down a little bit. The so, whole point is feeling better. Yes. You know what I thing. mean? And it's like even slimming down and losing weight, like, yeah, that'll happen. That'll come. But really it's about mental health. Yes, I think yes, that yes. there is a huge huge connection between eating shitty and feeling shitty. Yeah. And I remember when I was in Ohio, I didn't know any difference. So you're, I'm just going to Chipotle every day and you know what I mean? And I like, I, actually I love Chipotle. It's, yeah, I was about it's to say, still one of the things that's on. in the rotation, <laughs> but like, you know, pizza, for example, like it's like uh. only now if I, I could, and by the way, you know, we live this crazy comedian life yeah, and I like yeah. to have fun at night. I smoke a lot of pot. I have a few drinks I only feel hungover now. I could go, last night I went crazy at the comedy store. Woke up today, 9 a.m., running, right? <laughs> Ready to but go. But if I eat food before bed, I mean, I'm fucked, dude. It's over. The whole next day is fucked. And it's like, no one teaches you that in Ohio. What you know do you, you don't even real. I remember one time. Oh, don't go to bed hungry. That's what people say. It's like, no, go to bed hungry. Well, yeah. Or don't just eat when you're full. Eat till you're full, yeah. you know? But about, my problem is if it's in front of me, I'll eat it. Right. So then I have to have portion control. Yeah. That's the thing. So that's why I realized. Like, portion control. Now you got to get to singing, Mike Tony. <laughs> oh, portion control. Oh. Is that that song from Prince? No. <laughs> it's pussy control. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I do agree with you that... Imagine how much the country would change. You have 
people would be able to work harder, work more, better life, better family, mental health, all of these things if the entire country was aware. Instead, you have McDonald's logos everywhere, Burger King sponsoring the college football. Then they want to catch themselves like, you know, putting a salad on the menu. Right. The Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. Why? Why is that the Fiesta Bowl? (laughs) These things should all have to pay government tax. If you're not healthy, you pay heavy taxes. If And on the contrary end, if you're making healthy stuff, you should get tax breaks. Yeah, like a Tesla. Period. Yep. You know, you know, you know what I mean? Like if like, it should, even for us, like when you go to the supermarket, you know, like if you buy a Tesla, you get a tax break, right? Mm-hmm. So like if you, if you buy all healthy food, it should be like, okay, so this is lower taxed food, you know? So you, cause you're, but then, but the problem is that's the most expensive food. I mean, the problem really is to eat healthy yep. is expensive. To take care of yourself is expensive. Look, I'm going yep. to this place. It's called Next Health. It's pricey. Yeah, it's a certain amount of money a month to, yeah. to like. I go do cryo, and I'm you know mm-hmm. I go I get massages, and I think because that's good for. I didn't even realize what it did for blood pressure. Right. I mean, I realized if I didn't like have the means to do some of these things. At this, if, if I just lived a regular life, yeah. man, I probably have diabetes right, right now and, and high blood pressure, high cholesterol and all these kinds of things. And, you know, just because but I, I, I have I've been blessed with, a you know, a decent life. So yeah. that's to suck. That's the pushback is that we don't make it easy to be healthy in right. the United States. And that's one of my point is that's one of the big things that Tim Ryan, who's just buried behind like 13 candidates that they this guy can barely get his mic turned on in the debates and everything but he smashes every you know time I, he gets a chance i would i appreciate what you're doing right now saying you know this is it i don't know all the candidates mm-hmm. i don't know who i'm gonna vote for or who i want to vote for but to learn about one guy that's mm-hmm. great yeah so if, if you're out here right now you're and you're not sure who you want to vote for if, if you're independent you know or even if you're a democrat but you're not really involved and all you want to do is hate on the president mm-hmm. here's a chance to be like you know what let me find out about this guy right let me go look into this guy and then take that opportunity to start looking into some other people so we can really make a difference. That's how we're really going to make a change, yeah. right? And a centrist Democrat means that he's towards the middle. And this far end, I mean, I don't want to get too deep into politics, yeah. but let's just say like stuff's a little wacky over on the far left right now. I think it's well that they're these these far they're they're the same. You could just flip them. They're like a circle and it turns around and it feels like they're the exact same people. It felt like the yeah, it felt like the right was crazier back in the George W. Bush days, right? Like it was sort of like, oh, they're extreme and like Fox News was it was extreme, right? But now it's sort of like (laughs) (laughs) Well what we're realizing is they're all the same. Right. I always say Rachel Maddow and like yep. Sean Hannity. Yep. They're the same. Right. They even have the same haircut. Yep. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. They're exactly the same. Yeah. So it's like, you you know, you just, they make this. I, I always love watching like. They both get the same amount of pussy too. Ha. <laughs> Hello. Woo, 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 woo. Worst woo woos ever. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, I just feel like, um, 
you know, we have to like find a way to like get that message out for people to take care of themselves. But, you know, it's just, it's hard, you know, people don't want to. Yeah. And that's the, you know, and it's easier for some than others. Like I'm older now. So it's like, I, it is hard, but here's the thing. When I went and got that blood test and so the guy's talking to me and I loved him too, cause it was this super gay guy mm-hmm. and he was like, you know, really into, you know, healthy. And he was just like, we got to get these numbers down. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was just like, he was so invested in it. And I was like, all right, what do I got to do? Tell me what I got to do. You know? And so like, he was telling me about my insulin levels and why I, I have, he was like, I bet you have cravings. And, and I was like, I do have these cravings. So once I started to like cut out certain things, but, and then, uh, you know, fi- I don't, I used to drive home and be like, I got to get a donut. Where I was just going to say like Jeremiah that donut shop at, you know? Yeah. Jeremiah a couple days ago had an apple fritter. Like it's like a sandwich and I'm just sitting there. I'm driving us and he's just sitting <laughs> shotgun doing nothing. Just eating food. <laughs> an apple fritter. Like you couldn't. I wouldn't. How old is Jeremiah? Is he still in his twenties or is he like, nah, I think he's in his early thirties. Okay. Well, it's about to change. Yeah. He's going to wake up one day and be like, what, what the, is that? What is he that? He did. You know, he put on 30 pounds in one month. I remember the that. Because you, you guys are so fucking insane with your shit, man. <laughs> this, that podcast brotherhood of nonsense. I just, I'm just not in that. Yeah. I'm actually not in the crew. You know, I'm really feel like. Come I've, on. That's not true. No, I'm I, not in the crew. I feel like you were in there. You're in there with them. I'm in the outskirts. I'm, I, I'm, I'm in like, if, if it was an onion, I'm not in the inner layer. I'm not, you know, Segura, you know, and even Andrew Santino's in there now, yeah. you know, Andrew and, uh, you know, all these people, they're right there. You know, Rogan's yeah. in the center. He's the yeah. center of the podcast universe for this comp, the West coast comedy. You yeah. know what I mean? He's there and I'm just not there. You're good. You're fine. You know? What episode is this? Um, f- this will be like 42 or You're 43. You're doing just fine. I'm not saying that's exactly. I'm, not. I'm on th- like 370 right now. I know, now. but you guys do like, you had that kind of stuff. You guys are gaining weight together. <laughs> oh, come on. You're doing the same thing over here on your own. All by God yourself. God damn it. I, I walked right into that. <laughs> well, you haven't walked enough into oh, it. Uh, obviously. <laughs> on fire. Piece of shit. <laughs> what is that noise? You on the toilet? After, oh my God. Uh, eating a donut? <laughs> I want to thank Tony for coming on. <laughs> I just kick you out you of here. You even got that good fat guy, fat guy voice. Ah, going for you. What, I'm, a, I'm Ruben Stuttered over here. Woo, 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 woo. Oh my God. <laughs> what is up with your woo-woos? <laughs> you grew up in a black neighborhood and that's your woo-woos? Woo, 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 woo. Get your woo-woos right. Oh my God. I actually had, well, that was one of my neighbors, woo-woo Jenkins. <laughs> No, it was. I'm telling God. you, it was a real black neighborhood. Uh, hey, woo woo, <laughs> get back in the house. Woo-woo. I want to see the woo woo life story. He's got his own life story. Oh man, what do you think of the? Let's talk about this now. Like, yeah. what do you feel about the? What do you feel about the state of comedy? You know. You know man, what's going on? Where in the world do right I? Now? How far do I want to go today? <laughs> and we want to thank hand hangover candles. Hang. I think I said it right. Hand something candles. The guy's great. But anyway, he made the candles. Go ahead. So let me see what I want to say here today. Um, Are you trying to have a measured approach right now? Yeah, very measured because there's something interesting happening right now. Now, it's interesting that you say those words because I think that's what's happening in comedy is that we have to take a measured approach. Uh, That's my take on like what we've had to do. Like you can't. You know, you know, it's like these people that say, like, you know, comedy should be offensive and comedy should be this and that. I said, not necessarily. Right. You know, comedy should be thought out and yep. and uh, should be smart. It should, should be, be smart. balanced. It should be balanced. Exactly. Guys like you, you know what I mean? Being a little bit more light, silly, mixed with 
people yes. like me, mixed with people like Holtzman, mixed with, you know what I mean? Right. Every, everybody should be doing what they specialize in. But what is interesting to me right now when it comes to comedy is we have now fallen into an interesting time, right? All the movies are remakes. There's no original ideas. I saw a billboard on my way here from a new men in black. I don't even know who the two people are on it. It's some like <laughs> Tessa Thompson and uh, what's his face? Who's that? Who's Tessa? Tessa? Oh, she's a rock. She's a lot. She's done a lot of stuff. Okay. She's actually a really great actress. Yeah, but, hey, but let me just tell you. But I get you. I get you. I it's get like you. they're beating. They beat down all these movies. Anyway, let me skip the movies analogy, right? Let's go straight to the comedy thing. No, I, li- no, I like the movies. I think what's missing right. in movies is like, well, there's no more raunchy rated R comedies because right. they're too afraid. Right. They're too afraid. Like you can't because ha- you, because you, because you, you, how can you have a raunchy rated R comedy and not have, if it's, if there's males in it, yep. then if there's, cause if it's males, there's gotta be titties. Yep. There's gotta be like, you're talking about sex. You're talking about gross stuff. You're talking about, you know, so they like, Oh, they're afraid. We can't do that. We can't talk about that, you know? So and there's also this, let me tell you something interesting. And this is the first place I'm talking about this. Here we go. Here we go. Breaking news. This is going to be a good conversation because mm-hmm. no one else is having this conversation because every white person in the world is afraid to bring this up. But I'll bring this up with you. I think this is perfect. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. There's a thing happening right now where the um, diversity of things has flipped, right? It has flipped upside down. Now, normally, historically, there's usually what? What do they call it? What? A token black guy on a normal show. On like not a normal show, but a mostly white show because, you. you know, I guess what? It probably used to be mostly white people in America or whatever. I don't know. But now an interesting thing is happening where the tables have completely flipped. Right. So let me just give you this example. So I went to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood this past mm-hmm. week. And now, of course, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's a Tarantino film. So there's Leo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt. There's white actors, blah, 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 blah. Of course, Tarantino can get away with it. It's his ninth film. He's one of the great filmmakers of all time. He can get away with it, whatever. But I'm watching the trailers before the movie. OK, now. This is where shit's interesting is the first movie was uh, the Harriet Tubman movie. Now, through the trailer, there's only one white guy. And guess who he is? The bad guy, right? The slave master bad guy. I'm going to get you, lady, and you'll never have another chance again. During the Harriet Tubman time. Yes, of course. No, I get that. I get that. But these are the movies that are being made. Okay. Well, these all, are the movies that are being made right now. These are the movies that are being promoted. But every year, though, there is, you know, during a Tarantino movie... I would see the, yeah, you're going to promote, you know. Hear me out. So (laughs) that's the first trailer. Okay. Okay. The next trailer is uh, Charlie's Angels. So you got four women. The trailer is unwatchable. Yeah. Yeah. It's a garbage pile. Now, so we got all women on that one. The white guy that they show is the villain. Mm -hmm. That's the white guy on the trailer is a villain. So the white guy in the Harry Tubman's a villain. The white guy in the Charlie, I swear to God. Mm-hmm. Next com- next trailer is for, <clears throat> it's, a, it's, a, it's a movie about a black couple. It's the guy from Get Out, right? Uh, and they right. get pulled over by a white cop and uh-huh. somehow he shoots the cop and then they're on the run is what the trailer's about. Now guess what the cop was. He was a bad guy. He was harassing them for no reason. And they, he and the guy they got in a scuffle. The guy from Get Out shoots him, so now they're on the run. Mm-hmm. Who's that? The white guy is 
the bad guy. Uh huh. That's three trailers in a row. I swear to God, Eric. Okay. This is what's happening right now. This is most people probably don't even notice these things, but I'm watching it like this Name is a movie where uh, the white guy's not the villain. Uh, I mean, Die Hard, villain, white guy. I mean, Die Hard Two, villain, white guy. Die Hard Three. Hear me out. Terminator. The other white people <laughs> in that are white guys. Uh-huh. Now we're just the bad guy. The hero was a white guy in the movies that you just named. Right. Now we're not in it unless we're the bad guy. We can only play the bad guy. Well, I think that that's like some sort of like, you know, you know what? I, you know what? This is what I love. Because yeah. what you're talking about right now is like when I see a commercial for an alarm system. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a commercial for an alarm system for your house, yeah. right? And it's like, do you need to get like, you know, stay at home safe, you know? Right. And, and then they have a burglar in the house. It's going to be a white guy. Yeah. Yeah, but it's going to be a white guy because yeah, they don't want to. <laughs> you can't have it be a black guy there. But that's exactly. Those are the roles we're getting. The bad guy. <laughs> it's a very interesting time. And another thing I've noticed is that. Like I look for, I looked at uh, the trailer for Gabriel Iglesias' show. Mm-hmm. The one white guy is a chubby redheaded kid. I'm not buying that. I don't even count that as a white guy. That's a redhead. <laughs> there's redheads and then there's white guys. They're separate. <laughs> Sorry, Andrew Santino. Uh, but you know that even helps him, right? Yeah. You, I, I don't know. I'm just spitballing here, but a big part of Andrew's charisma. And the cool shit about, I mean, like a cool thing that grabs you right away is, I mean, it's even in his show name. He's a ginger, whiskey ginger. Uh It's not whiskey brunette. (laughs) You know what I mean? Anyway. uh, And the weigh-in show, right? Somehow they got another show on Netflix and I watched that trailer, you know, that little leave it on trailer thing. Oh, I haven't seen that. Not a white guy. So now here's my point is that things have flipped. Not only are we the bad guy and only the bad guy. But there's not even, there doesn't have, there's no requirement to have a token white guy on your show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's what I'm saying to you. Okay. My pushback on that is this. It's like what you're talking about with the, the, the reference, the, the examples you gave, it's like Black History Month. Okay. So you're talking about February right now. There's still 11 other months. Like you need to look on Netflix and take a look at. Of the 800 things that are on there, they're mostly white. Every show's white. But Look, if it is I'm white, saying, it's I'm normally saying, like a, no, no, but I'm a saying, fat white chick. I know, because that's the new diversity choice. Right. But you look on Netflix, you look on even network TV, man, it's still predominantly white. So what, so what stands out to you is the shows that you're like, oh, here's Charlie's Angels with like one white girl and they've made this diversity, the other diversity, you know, all that. It's like, which I don't give a fuck about that. Like, I'm not, you know, right. We're not winning because you decided to make a Charlie's Angels diverse. Okay. Right. So, and then these other examples, it's just, those are just the outliers, man, the outliers. So I don't think that like all of Hollywood, all of a sudden has changed, but they have to, they want to show that to make it seem like there's like, oh, look at all the big diversity changes that they're making. But it's really not right. They have. I, I just think that it's that those are just a few examples that you gave, but it's not the norm. The norm that this place is still all white. You okay? believe that? Yeah, because I've been out. I went out for pilot season, right? And I'm going out for these shows, and I'm like, okay, 
you know, I remember I went out, I went out for this show where I was supposed we gotta to get be, you some suntan. We got to get you some vitamin D in your system. <laughs> I went to this one show and it was like, I don't, I am not a goat farmer from Kentucky. Right. You know what I feel like happens is they write shows and they, it's like, uh, it might be a white writer and uh, his white friends and you know, which is, I don't have a problem with that at all. I'm not trying to, this ain't no r- racial thing for me. I'm just saying you write what you know. Mm-hmm. You know, and so if the, if the, if you're making a show and it just like if you're making the Tony Hinch Hinch Hinchcliffe show, <laughs> we're gonna I'm gonna get it right from now on the Tony Hinchcliffe show, uh-huh. and it just so happens that you know all your friends are white because maybe you're in Boston and you, whatever you want to make the show about, I don't have a problem with that. But what ends up happening is when it goes up the chain, now they're looking at it and they're like, ah, this is all, this is all white. Uh, right. Let's 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 audition some people for roles that are not written for. The person of color. Right. You know? So then, you know, you're going, I, I that's when I get called. I get, I, that's when I get called. Hey, yeah, you know, they're, they're, they're opening the part up. They're looking for, that, that's, that's what I always get when I go into auditions. Mm-hmm. You think they write parts for me? You think there's like, you know, uh, this is a multi-ethnic, you know, that's never been the case. I always have to go for a part and fight for it or like change their mind. Mm-hmm. I have to change their mind to go from like, you know, and I've, I've just, this has happened a, a lot. You go out for these things, you see these. So I'm just saying, I get your perspective because you're seeing this because you're noticing that. But I think you're just noticing that because, you know, don't forget about all the other examples where it's not that at all. Cause we just kind of, we just kind of let that go. We just kind of like flow, go with the program. I guess so. I mean, I don't know. It's 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 an interesting time. Man. Well, I mean, I think that they're like it's just like how about specials? You could probably admit. Right, let's even do this. You ever you ever look at the lineups for like JFL new faces? Oh, not anymore. Well, let me just tell you, it's, it's very like diver- it's very diverse. It's, <laughs> it's you can't you can't even find. Yeah, but that place is that's what that place or the is varieties for. comics to watch. How about that? You ever look at that? That, this guy I'm talking about that was in Huntsville was on that. He was on that show. Can't remember which year. May have been last year. May have been the year before that. But one of the years I looked into it because I'm like, who the fuck are these people? Who are these people? If I'm in the game, if I'm in the comedy game and I'm at the comedy store four nights a week and on the road the other three nights of the week. Yeah. Right. Filling venues, seeing their line, seeing who they got coming up in town. I'm at the comedy store where there's 40 comedians a night in L.A. The people from New York some that are the at biggest, the top some of the come biggest, to the comedy yeah, store. Some of the biggest comics in the world right. come to the comedy store. So then I'm looking at these variety things. And, these, and sure. So, well, of course they have to be diverse. Right. I get that. I have no problem with that. And I and. I think they do have to certainly meet not not even a, a quota would be an understatement. It feels casted. Right. What you're exactly. trying to say without So fifty fifty. Now they have to be at least fifty fifty black and white and male to female, right? But and how does that math but even it's work? not black and white. It's fifty percent black, twenty percent Latino, and Latina, you have to have one or two or one or two. Anyway. It was either last year or the year before. I looked into who the two white guys were that made it in, and they were both gay, <laughs> outgoingly gay. They talk about being gay, right? So, so it's like, so you're, you're basically saying there was no straight white males. Hello, <laughs> ching ching ching, ling 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 ling. Make sure you turn it on. Woo 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 woo. Riffing with Griffin Nerd. 
No more straight white males in anything unless you're the motherfucking bad guy. Hi. Okay. I worked all this time to be a, <laughs> a, a good straight white male, and now the mainstream, it's like... And by the way, There's still Netflix there. isn't breaking anybody anymore. That's not a thing anymore. You know, I, my special that I made in 2015 got a, licensed for two years. Right. That was the deal. So I still own it. Unlike most Netflix specials where they own it forever and you never get to do anything with it or have it or sell it or anything. Um, and it was a great thing. But then when the two years was up, the two years was up. And now it's like now they don't break anybody. There's nothing happening. Over there, with so now well, nobody, nobody's retiring. There's like, there's, there's five hundred specials. It seems like there's on there, so they're they're doing something. Yeah, they're doing something, but none of them are straight white males. Nate Bargazzi is the only one in. Um, I mean, probably he's got know. a show. He's got a show coming out. Oh yeah, he's the hero. On what? It's like ABC or CBS. Oh yeah. It's funny. It's, you know what's funny? Is this an iron, irony of this? Is I was going out. I was going to audition to be his friend on the show, mm-hmm. and then like I know one of the creators who said, "I think his friend probably should be white." <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, that's an example. It's out there happening. I guess so. You're going to end up watching it. It'll be Gerard Carmichael. You're going to be like, God damn it. No, because he's behind the camera. He's oh, the one making it. Oh, he is? That's so funny. See? He ended up casting himself. There's the irony in that, right? right. No, but I, I get what you're saying. I do feel like there's like a pushback. I feel like that the straight white males out there who are not racist, right. who are not uh, me too and chicks, right. they're just out here living, trying right. to survive like everybody else. They're getting lumped in. With, like, all of the bad people. There you go. You know, and I get that. That's all I'm saying. I get what you're saying. And Well, I feel that way, but see, extrapolate it further. I feel that way about, like, with Me Too. I feel that way about, like, where it's like, we're all bad. Mm -hmm. If you're a man, you're bad. Right. But there's levels to it. So I get what you're saying. You're trying to say, like, hey, let's... That's can can a can a straight white guy have a show anymore? Right. Without people being like, oh, here we go again. Well, there's people out there who would be like, hey, you had your time. Right. <laughs> you had ten thousand years, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like uh, I know. This that's, is what you that, did with it. That's, okay. That's what they. That's what they say. And that's the most perhaps racist thing to right, say. Right. Right. right? right. That's racism <laughs> at its finest. Yeah. It's like, oh well, you already had your run. It's our turn now. Well, yeah. it's like, all right, let's see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> Keep saying that, people. Uh, we always going to need straight white males? I mean, of course. What are we talking about here? Are we going to need them? What are you talking about? Do we need them, Tony? Are you talking about genocide <laughs> of the power race right now? Do we need them? Uh, do you think we, do we need, need as many of them? <laughs> do you think we need straight black females? Uh, more in this when we come back on Riffin Griffin. <laughs> Uh, today's discussion genocide <laughs> because it's like you can only even say that about straight white males right i know do we really need straight white males <laughs> do, we really need do we really need gay can, do we really need gay latinos in yeah. the, on this planet <laughs> <laughs> yeah it has a it has a different ring to it right right you know it's funny what you're talking about right now is i feel this way about like how the difference between men and women like like what women can get away with what they say about men like especially female comics like the things that they could say about men on stage 
I mean, it's crazy. So it's the same kind of thing here is what you're saying is like, you know, it's easy to bash straight white males. Right. You know, it's like there's no there's no advocate for straight white males. There's no nobody's feeling sorry for you motherfuckers. Right. It's just boom, you know, and then but so you're you're feeling a little sensitive. You and your feelings about it. I mean, you know, it's one of those things to where I mean, I'm just for example, you know, I, I, I like I like having a big successful podcast, whatever. We're doing great on the road. We take it out and everybody has fun. You know, it's all about comedy, this and that. And it's great and it's doing great. But it's like, you know, I've, I've, I'd, I'd love for other things to sort of uh, fall into place. Like what? You know, let me give you an example. Like when I started writing on the Comedy Central Roast, you know, eight, nine years ago or whatever, they were breaking people through. Yeah. Right. Whitney Cummings, Whitney Jesselnick. Cummings and Anthony Jeselnik both came Amy out Schumer. on the Trump roast. That was their debut really to America. Right. Nobody really had any idea who they were when that came out. Amy Schumer the next year was on. These people all came originally from the writing room onto the roast. Now, you know, I got in the writer's room. I knew I was already, you know, on a path to becoming a decent stand-up comedian. I was doing the right work, doing a lot of spots. They're like, you know, uh, I'm thinking about what would I have to do? Oh, maybe I should, um, you know, write well, first of all, to really make an impact with the execs and the EPs. They'll see how, you know what I mean? When, when that's a, like that a percentage old- of the jokes that make it into the show are from me that they're going to know, like that right, had right. to be what Jezelnik and Whitney and Schumer did. Right. That's what, that's, and you're, what, that's what I was about to say is not to cut you off, but what I'm going to say is like, so in your mind, you're thinking, cause it's the old school mentality. If I put in the work and I do my time, I'm going to get my chance. Yep. And I did everything else. You know what I mean? I made my own special. I got my social media following up. I have a loyal base out there that listens to me for an hour and a half every single week, hosts this chaotic show, right? You can't beat that connection. I mean, unless you're Joe Rogan, who's doing, you know, four, three hour episodes a week, you know, really just talking. So then when he comes to your town, you have to go to an arena and see him, right? Like it's just the more, you know, people listen to us sometimes more than they talk to their mother or father in a week. Think about that an hour a week. I have a friend of mine that says to me all the time, like I'll talk about things on this and they'll hit me up and be like, bro, I didn't even know that about you. Right. You know, I didn't know, you know, it's like I'm revealing information about myself, like in this environment more than I would in like in a regular conversation. So it's like, it's really weird, but I get what you're saying. So you're on the roast and you know, you're writing and, and now it's what now it's like my, this one, this one coming up is like, would be my seventh roast that I'm writing on. on. Oh, wow. And here we go. We have everything there. And, you know, Comedy Central's not some fucking sorry, but it's not, you know, dominating. It's not it doesn't have the monopoly on comedy like it once had. Yeah. So now it's like, you know, and so who gets that spot? Right. We know Jeff Ross is going to be on it. The Roastmaster General executive producer. Right. Sure. Of course. He's the Roastmaster. So he's going to be on it. Um, <laughs> and uh, and so now it's just it. Right. So they gave it to Pete Davidson two years ago because he's on SNL. Why is he on SNL? Why is he on SNL? He's 20 at the time. He was 21 or 22. Why? Not because he's funny. No, because his dad died in 9-11. So they can rationalize him being the young, straight, white male on SNL. You can't talk bad about him. His dad died in 9-11. His fucking 
That's the whole story. That's his entire story. That's okay. the whole thing. If you're wondering, like, oh, what's your favorite Pete Davidson thing in SNL history? <laughs> I don't watch SNL. You're right. You're yeah, damn. Just, that's exactly I, my point. I stopped watching it. So years ago, you know, who like what? You know, it's like who well, he dated Ariana Grande. That, but that was before. <laughs> this was before he got Ariana Grande because he was booked on a fucking roast. <laughs> Could have been me. That was the Bieber roast. Yeah. I wanted to be on the Bieber roast. I know. So did I. I'm dude. a real fan of Bieber. I, right. You know what I mean? I got the acoustic album. You right. know what I mean? Absolutely. He's got your album, too. Yeah. He he asked, he himself was asking me about being on the roast. He yeah. said, yeah, you should be on my roast. He yeah. said that to me, yeah. Bieber. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it was like after talking to Scooter, and it was just like, I knew it wasn't going to happen. Nobody knows me. It would have been like, then the whole thing would have been about like, why is this nobody here? And all but that kind of shit. that's the whole thing. And that's great. Yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. you want to be. You want right. to be the nobody. That everybody's that's how you become the somebody. somebody. Yeah. Right. Instead of it being lame, you know, jokes about SNL, it could be lame jokes about your podcast. That'd be great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, at the time I didn't have the podcast. <laughs> right. But you know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. And so like, so no, then what happened? You feel passed over? Of course. Yeah. yeah. Now, if there's a straight white male on it, it's a legend. It's a freak. It's not some, it's, you know, not some regular dude. Right. Well, okay. Well, my pushback on that is like, I always say this, I would love to be mediocre on Netflix. Because it seems to be that, like, that's all it takes for a lot of, like, straight white males. Who's, who, you know? like, who? Well, I don't, I'm not going to go calling people Come out. Come on. You know what I mean? But it's just like, there's a lot. But first of all, you, you think there's, like, every special that comes out on Netflix is great? No. No, but there's guys that they, but they give these people opportunities. I guess you're like right. Like, to be, to be a person of color on Netflix, you got to be ginormous. You have to be the biggest guy in comedy. You got to be Chappelle, Chris Rock. You got to be these guys. Or they're not just like, they're not giving like Tony Baker a shot. You know, why not? He's just as funny as a lot of the white guys that are on that are on uh, and even white girls that are on uh, Netflix. I mean, I agree with that. You know, so I just like I, I mean, so that's my pushback on that is like, yeah. So if you're saying that straight white males now have to work harder and be more dynamic at what they do to get to get over. Welcome to the party. I mean, that's always the that's always how it is. You know what I mean? I'm, I, I I think we're seeing two different sides of this. No, thing. no, of course, yes. I'm seeing you. I, I who they pick as their straight white males is, I mean, other than a few exceptions, like you know, Crystal is amazing. Yeah. He's a monster Freaking comedian. Nature. Tom Segura, unbelievable, amazing. Rogan, right? These people are freaks. Um, but they're not. Rogan doesn't want to do that kind of shit. What? He's not going to be on a roast. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about Netflix specials. Okay, got you, got you. Talking about like who they really have in their rotation, basically once a year, right? Bill Burr, monster, Mm. sure. Um, established, right? And and I'm not saying I'm saying the ones that I'm I'm saying the ones Netflix right now and looked at the specials. There'd be a lot of who's that? Really? Yeah. Who's this dude? Really? How'd this guy? You think we don't know them? Yeah, I, I think so. Oh, I've already done this. That. I've already been like, because I'm bitter like that. Really? <laughs> I remember the year I didn't get a half hour from Comedy Central. Yeah. Being on, at the time, their hit show. Right. And I was passed over. to I, I couldn't get a half hour. I watched every fucking episode that year. Wow. And I'm, I'm at home by myself like, who the fuck's that? Right. <laughs> you know, just a bitter bitch at right. home like, who, who's that? Right. Oh, oh, this the dude? Why is he on there? You know, and then, you know, when I finally got it, I was like, at that point, I couldn't even enjoy it because I was so 
my, the chip on my shoulder was like keeping my happiness down too. So yeah. I'm, tr- I've gotten past all that kind of stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? But it's like, it, it, like I say, it is what it is. Right. No, it's, it's, just it's a, their choice. You yeah. know, like it doesn't make any sense. It's like Netflix isn't government owned. Okay. Right. It's not a government pr- property. It's a private business and they can decide who the fuck they want on their thing. They have their algorithm. And if their algorithm says we want this kind of people, if they, if, if, if they have an algorithm on de- Netflix and it says the more white people we have on our, our network, the more people subscribe, then that's what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. You know? So I, I, you know, it's a private business. You know, it's like, remember that thing with Monique, you know, she was mad that they didn't, you know, they right. didn't give her Amy Schumer money. I was like, are you out of your fucking mind? Yeah, that was psychotic. <laughs> Are you out of your mind? You yeah. should, like, all these comics getting specials, they should actually pay Netflix. I agree. <laughs> I actually agree with you on you that. Know? You should pay Netflix because they're putting you in front of yeah. 130 million people. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I just did that Sandler movie. Yeah. You know? And it's, like, amazing the reach. So many people hit me. I'm like, oh, man, I saw you in that movie. I was like, wow. Imagine if you had a special that they promoted if they if you, if you have a special and they decide I'm going to promote your special, it could be life changing. Oh yeah. If it's good. Oh yeah. So it's like take that shot or if they make it good. You know, another thing that they do now is a lot of editing tricks. I've noticed. <laughs> you leave that space for it's laughter a, hey, and they fucking hey, add that shit right in there. It's a television show. Yeah. It's supposed to be for entertainment. Right. I have no problem with that kind of stuff. Yeah. You Little know what I mean? Punching up the yeah, audience. Yeah. I have no problem. It's a television show. What if the material is absolute garbage, though? Check it out. Yeah. It's a television show. All right. It's That's the CGI that's needed for people at home who are paying the $15 a month. They want to enjoy this. You're speaking as a comic, as, yeah. a, as a student of the game, as a person that is like caring for the art form. Mm-hmm. You need to tell people, go watch it live. Cause that's what I say. Go watch it live. Cause that shit you see in specials and stuff, that's not how it really is. Right. That's not how it really is. And you'll enjoy yourself a thousand times more. Like, you know, go see Chris D'Elia live, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you're, you're, you're going to experience something and you might see something that you'll never see again. Yeah. That shit that's supposed to live on the TV forever. It has to be pristine. Yeah. It has to be a certain way, you know, and just, I, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. No, I get that. But I, but I also get the other side that people are like you're, you're a purist. It also just, well, I guess one of the things that concerns me about that is I want the people on the line to become a stand-up fan. I want people to want to see a live show. And I feel like if they're watching a special and they hear that astounding laughter and they don't think it's funny that they'll be like, you know, I just don't really think stand-up comedies for me. Like, I'm not laughing as hard as those people. Like, it's Here, like, here's the thing, though. But see, what you're talking about is like, it's like putting rims on a BMW. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's the, the factory model's still pretty good, right? Okay, so you, I just put some rims in a tent. Uh, that doesn't mean that like that changed it so much. No, what you're talking about is when a Toyota comes off the lot and they try to put a BMW kit on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's when you're like, ah, this right, this isn't working. That's what I'm talking. Yeah, about. okay, but I, I'm not talking. I'm about talking that. about the bad ones. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking not. about the people that they're trying to shoehorn in or give a second or third special to a little bit too quick sometimes. Yeah. Well, but see, but here's the thing too. This is yeah. a change in times. Yeah. Specials now are just content. The, the, like that's comedians' YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. That's their like. This is our content. We got to put it out. Put another one out. 
mm-hmm. put another one out. It's just it, it, it. We have to change the the paradigm, the the how we think about what specials are supposed to be. It's just comedy videos. It's just here's people's material that they worked on this year, mm-hmm. and they put that out for you. And now I'm going to work on something else. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily the word. The word special is what confuses people now. Right. We need to almost take that out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to find a new name for it. Yeah. Stop calling it special. You're right. They blew that when they made the 15 minute specials and they told everybody to promote it and call it a special. Yeah. Yeah. This is like you got people, you know, you're bringing somebody up. Yeah. I had a Netflix special. Did you? It's a 15 minute special. (laughs) Yeah. I keep waiting for the like, you know, 105 minute specials coming out tomorrow at midnight. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're going to be like, ah, fuck. But they need to change. Remember when Carl's Jr. had the $6 burger? Mm -hmm. It was called the $6 burger but it was only like $4. Hmm. But when you hear that in your head, you go, so then you're thinking, well, I'm getting a deal because I'm getting a $6 burger for only $4. No, it's just a name. It's not worth $6. So that's what I feel about comedy specials. They're not special. It's just a name like Charmin or, you know. Bounty. Yeah. You know, Kleenex. It's It's just a title for it that we've now... It's in our head and we go, oh, you have, you have your special? You know, now we, I like when people say, oh, I'm doing my hour. Yeah. I'm doing my hour on whatever. That's somebody that understands. Right. Your shit ain't special. <laughs> right. Running an hour. Yeah. I'm just running my hour on Netflix yeah. for people yeah. to see. Yeah. You know, like how it's so hard to capture live stand-up comedy, that magic that happens. You know, you, you know, you know, you're at the comedy store and you like, you know, it's like a 10 o'clock, 1030, you know, you go up and like, you, you have to go up after like whoever, you know, the crowd is on fire or something's happening in the crowd. And, you know, you go up and you have one of these like magical moments that shit can't be captured. Right. You know, and occasionally it is occasionally somebody puts together something that is like, it's explosive for them. Like Ali Wong. Mm-hmm. Her first special, there was something about it that people, it resonated with people and it made her a star. Mm-hmm. It happens to, to, to some people, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like I can think of like five of those in my entire life that, you know, Chris Rock has one of them. But then some of his other specials, I was like, right. this great, great, you know, you know, good, good hour. But it wasn't like, wow, I just saw something special right that rarely happens yeah and even with the greats of these 20 million dollar specials that we just saw on netflix what about eddie murphy what do you think i mean like this. i guy. think that i think that eddie murphy not doing stand-up for a long time this is what i think in my head i just feel like he has such a profound respect for stand-up comedy i just think that he has this thing where he's like you know he's like i i'm i don't want to do that i don't want to go because he was like so great, mm-hmm. and even if he wasn't great, we made him great. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, because when you look at Delirious now, it doesn't stand up. It's right. not. I just go, oh my god, because so many people have like hacked these jokes for thirty years that right. when you look at the original, you're like, ah, what well, you know. Right. But what I'm saying is like he's still revered as one of the great standups of all time, mm-hmm. performers, and so to live up to that. It's like fuck it. I don't want to. I mean, what is he? What could he possibly do? But here's the thing, though. Like, I'm interested to see if he's serious about it. 
Don't you want to see him in the OR at like eleven thirty, no. working out like about his maid, right? <laughs> whatever the fuck he's going to talk about, going to Coffee Bean or like dating, a uh, being rich or like whatever. I just can't picture it. I know, but that's and okay. You know what? And I think he knows that. Right. I think that he's like, damn. What a, I think he thinks the same shit. What yeah. am I going to talk about? Right. I, I'm not even in touch with the world anymore. Could I never be? leave my house. I go to Coffee Bean and I go home. Right. I wear sunglasses Does on TV shows. Does he go to shows. Coffee Bean? Yeah. Really? Oh, there was that one Coffee Bean he's always at. To Which the point, one? In uh, the Valley. Really? Yeah. People always make jokes about it. Hey, which coffee bean do you want to meet at? You know, the one on whatever or Eddie Murphy. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah, he had a famous coffee bean he always went to. So Damn. I'm just saying he's not in regular society anymore. He was just one of these. He's such an icon of comedy, mm-hmm. right? You know, he's up there. To me, it's like Bob Hope, Eddie Murphy. That's how you would talk about it. Right. And now he wants to come back and do the thing that he's. I mean, aren't you? I'm fascinated. Even if he bombs terribly, I want to see what. That looks like it's definitely going. I I would. Yes, I definitely want to see what it looks like. You know what I think he should do? Huh? This is my honest opinion. If I ever met him, I would tell him this. Mm -hmm. He should get roasted. It would be it would change everything Mm -hmm. like he should allow himself to. and And then let him say anything. Yeah. Like the transgender, all that shit. Let him go buck wild on him. Mm-hmm. And then have his opportunity to go up and roll. Because the people that would be on the panel, it's going to be Arsenio, Chappelle, Chris yeah. Rock, you know, all the dudes from SNL, Dana Carvey, and all these guys are going to be the ones that are going to do it, right? Right. And then have him have his time. That's how I would want to come back, you know? That'd be great for him. It would be gr- It would be tremendous for him. Roasts are great for people. Yeah, man. People get to see people laughing at themselves, and it's a big deal. Especially all the rumors and things they've heard about. If he just allows it, just like, go ahead, say whatever you want. Yep. You know? And it really helps people be accepted by the mainstream. Yes. Don't forget, you know, 10 10 years ago, (laughs) it was the roast of Donald Trump. Yeah, And at the end of it, people don't even remember this. At the end of it, red, white, and blue confetti comes from the ceiling. The American flag as the backdrop pops up, a flag waving in the background. All of these seeds were planted a long time ago. Damn. Yep. The chair that he sits in on The Apprentice is basically the, you know, like the main White House head of table chair. <laughs> I know. All like, like of the these Oval things Office. and the press conference table. Exactly. The, I, you know, I've talked about this before, but I remember I saw Chris Rock right before he was doing the, the, the Oscars, you know, mm-hmm. and he was preparing. So he was going to the clubs. Mm hmm. He was on stage, and I never forget this. He goes, he's like, Donald Trump's going to win. And everybody's like, boo, you know, they've been their thing. He's like, hey, he's like, Donald Trump, do you realize how famous Donald Trump is? That's how he was talking about it. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump is so famous. Like, Ronald Reagan won because he was famous. He was like, he was trying to compare. Do you know how much more famous Donald Trump is than Ronald Reagan? Right. He was like, Ronald Reagan was like Eric Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? That's like, hilarious. And, and then you think about it, it's like, damn, the dude is, he is like, we really love fame. We yep. love like what we think we know about people. Yeah. Right. I tried to get Joe Rogan to run questions. Oh, yeah. Let's be do something, it. You know? I try, not but in 2020, going. but I tried to get him in 2016. I think he would have been able to beat Trump. I you truly so? believe oh that. Oh my God. I'm calling my ex-girlfriend by accident. Oh my God. <laughs> That's going to be awkward. I know. And I don't know how to. <laughs> 
This is crazy. I, I can't talk right now. I did this by accident. Sorry. Okay. I'm doing my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that is. You're actually on my podcast. I got to go. Hilarious. All right. All right. Bye. <laughs> I'm going to cut that out. And mm. <laughs> you got to keep that in. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Um, I like it. Okay. Um, you try, you, Rogan, Rogan can be president. <laughs> he could have been. He could have won this 2016 election. Do you, do you think Rogan could have won? He's, do you think he's that? I don't think he's that famous. I think that like, I think that it's funny about podcasting is it's more of a specialized audience. Mm-hmm. It's not true fame. Okay. Because it's even if the audience is as large and he has the largest, there's still a baby and a dog on the internet that dwarfs anything Rogan can do. You know what I mean? I mean, there's there's dudes out there that are playing basketball in Venice Beach. Okay, yeah. they're just I, they're just out. They they just go a white guy in jeans and he plays with this guy. The guy's got a million followers and yeah. it's growing every day. But he's playing I'm, basketball. No, no, no. And the, I'm and just the saying, video's short and the dog video's short. I'm but, just saying there's a lot of people out there that like have like equivalent type of following and fame. Uh, on YouTube, but it doesn't translate to the American people, man. It doesn't. Right. You know, the people that the more people watch NCIS, they, they're still watching that show. Okay, a show that gets like ten million viewers a week. You know, they they they're still more popular, more famous things than podcasting. Sure, of course, we're letting this get to our heads, but it's not that important. I guess so. You know what I mean? All right. I mean, okay. <laughs> you don't agree? You're comparing Rogan to basketball videos on no, YouTube. no. I'm talking about I'm talking about the reach of YouTube. I'm not right. talking about I'm not talking about. It's not a comparison. I'm just no, saying. No, I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying like the, it's just that's just that you know. I it, think that him. I think that if he was in there, he would stir things up and he would be more of a truth bomb layer. Like, I think one of the things that I think one of the things that Trump does is he says something and then the media cuts out part of what he says. And then they say the one thing that he said, you know what I mean? Like grab women by the pussy, for example. Mm -hmm. Like it's like he didn't say he grabs women by the pussy. He was saying that when the whole quote, like there's a whole beginning of that paragraph that they cut out, you know, he's talking to some other famous dude about being famous. Like, yeah, when you're famous, you know, these chicks over here are crazy. You know, when you're famous, they'll let you do anything. You know what I mean? I know. They'll let you grab them by the pussy. He's not saying he does it. It's like, and he's right. I always always thought of it like a euphemism. Right. It's like if I said, you know, man, I hit it last night. Yeah. They, they took that. They'd be like, he's hitting people. Right. right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like even la- even a few days ago, he's like, you know, Baltimore is a rat infested city. And people are like, oh, my God, how could he say that about a city in America? Have you been to Baltimore lately? <laughs> it's fucking disgusting. And it's like when the media blows this stuff up, people w- that know that have common sense, you know what I mean? They they're 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 taking these people the other direction. Well, people the, like me that, the more, that hear the, that and go, yeah, Baltimore is a shithole, and him saying that might actually help them get funding or get their shit together, or do something. Might might wh- how it's been going isn't. I, I get what you're saying, and I don't I don't necessarily disagree. But my problem that with any president that can't 
the, I don't have a problem with a strong president that has a strong hand. I don't mind a president that's like, yo, NATO, pay your bills. Right. Yo, China, yeah, you not you got to pay some tariffs. Yeah. I, I don't mind like somebody that, that has that. But at the same time, lead all of us. You know, if you polarize people, right. then I, I'm not with you. Yeah. So all the good that he might be doing with the economy and whatever choices that he's made to, to make America seem strong, at the same time, he's alienating his, some of his own people and putting us against each other. And that part of it, I just don't like. Yeah. You know, I don't. I didn't like it in, in any in any president. I don't care who it is: Clinton, right. Obama, right. Bushes. Like, Again, I think who, the who media are, pushes a lot of that storyline forward, though a lot of I, it. I know, and he does nothing and he can, to, to correct it. And he could. I think he does. No, I don't think so. I think he. I think that. I think that this is calculated. Tried to get ASAP Rocky out of prison in Sweden. I think it's all <laughs> calculated. You know, like sure. I remember seeing a, a, a Trevor Noah show, when, and he was showing Trump, and he was showing Trump's at this rally. Yeah. And this is how he's talking. He goes, "You know, they told me to say drain the swamp. I didn't like it at first. This is Trump talking. Yeah. He goes, I didn't like it, but they said it would work. And he was like, okay." You know, and the crowd, you can hear the crowd kind of going, wait, what? It's almost like he was letting them know, oh, I got over on you too. Right. Like you're like, he, I just feel he's so arrogant that he's like, yeah, I want you to know that I fooled you. Right. I beat you. He's, he's actually a fantastic politician. Yeah. You know, but like I could campaign to be the lion tamer at the circus. Uh You know, I bet you I can win. I could be like, yo, it's Montez from Workaholics. <laughs> Riffin' with Griffin. I could be on there lying to Whoa, whoa, whoa. Give me them lions. You know, I could probably win. Yeah. But then, you know what I have to do after that when I win? You got to tame the lions. I got to tame the lions. Oh, shit. And that's when I'm like, I don't really, I'm not qualified for this. That's what this motherfucker just did. You know, he's just, he's not a, I don't think he's a bad dude, but he's just not qualified to be president. It's a bigger job than he's able to do. And look at, look, so many people quit his cabinet, all this stuff that's going on. He could like that shit that happened. But again, with the, that's another thing. Again, the media makes it look like these people are quitting and everything because of Trump. If you look at every other president, presidency, uh, yeah, yeah, all the same stuff happens. A new it's press like secretary. Pit it's like when the pit bulls, it's like when the pit bulls strike, they, they're like, pit bulls are terrible, but it was right. like it all media propaganda, but it's yeah. not all propaganda, Tony. It's not all propaganda, but a lot of it is. And I mean, I'm telling Wait. you, and the way that they push these things helps him. It does not hurt him. When they, when they say I, I that agree. he said that uh, all Mexicans are rapists, not at all. What he said. I mean, it's crazy if you go back and listen to the actual sound clip of I what know, he said. But there. what I'm saying is, he literally says some of these people. He doesn't are, make any effort to. He doesn't mind being known that way, and I don't like that. And you know, but here's the thing, though. And I mean, and I'm not just like some like Trump defender. Or no, whatever. I know, you know, I know what I mean. I, I just, I, I'm just, I'm sort of in awe of his style and how it works. I will say that is like because I, one, one hundred, we are in one hundred agreement about that. I just go, wow, this guy is playing us. One thing he doesn't <laughs> do. And I think this goes along with the correct yourself thing is he does not apologize. He does. He's like he a comic hasn't for anything. He's like a comic. Every week there's another hysteria going on. This is the thing. I see Judd Apatow on Twitter like this is it impeachment. Right. He's losing his fucking mind. Yeah. And uh, then it, nothing happens. It's gone. It yeah. fades away. I, was and saying that I the, think that the day that Trump apologizes for anything is the, the day, day he loses. I'm telling you, man. I feel you, that but you know what? A yeah, but there's probably a couple of Tony type guys. Oh yeah, that's involved in his you cabinet. Jared Kushner. Yeah, he's. T- <laughs> 
And he's telling him, he's like, yo, bro, because me, because I, I, I want to think that Trump's like, should we do something about that? Right. They kind of, they're saying this stuff about me. And these guys are going, nah, man, this right. is perfect. Let it ride. Let it ride. We'll ride this yeah, out. Yeah. You know, you're going to get more followers this way. Yeah. And I think that that, but my problem is, is I think that's what's wrong with it. You know, like, I think that there's something un-American about, uh, you know, trying to, trying to like circumvent the system to try to like, you know, weigh me, in to your advantage. Let me also say this is like, I'm not even going to get to my questions, but okay, okay. we'll get to them. No, no, but, we don't have but an to. interesting thing is, is like everybody <laughs> says, you know, like he's a racist and this and that. And it's like, well, the people around he denies him that, that time and time again. Right. Right. And racists are racist. And this is a thing that like, you know, what I hate about this is people, again, it like makes us fucking look bad. Right. Just straight white males. Yeah. And cause it's like this, this thing where remember how crazy it was when they were, when, you know, the police, you know, accidentally killed a couple black guys and like all of a sudden everyone's looking at police like they're the scum of the earth and this and that. And it was crazy all across America because it was the, well, it media. wasn't a couple, but I got you. Right. It was a few. <laughs> but it was more than a couple. It was more than two. Right. You know, we shouldn't, we shouldn't act like it was. I should have said a few, <laughs> but the couple were the famous ones, right? There was two like really famous ones. One where he got choked and the one where he got shot. But then there was another one where the, the, the kid with the cop, they had the video of the kid, the, you know, the cops jump out of the car with their guns and they fire on this little kid who had a fake gun in his hand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of them. There's a lot, but I get what you're saying. Right. Go on. Right. Um, the media doesn't help in these situations. The media doesn't help. They don't help. They make they 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 inspire hysteria without any context. Right. There's no there's no um they there's no the nuance. Hysteria. And there's they, no nuance. And they don't necessarily cover the things that he says that does he's again he's not apologizing. Don't say there's I don't have a racist bone in my body. You know they don't take that sound bite and feed it to you. Trump says he doesn't have a racist bone in his body. Well, one network does. Well, yeah, one network does, you know, but so people are living in two different universes and I don't think that's like, I agree with Bill Maher. I think all of the democratic presidential candidates need to go on Fox news. I'm telling you, go on Fox news. Talk to the other side. I saw it happen. I saw, uh, Camilla, Camilla, Camilla Harris, Camilla. Is that it? Camilla? Just like how, just how black people can't say Hitchcliffe, (laughs) Camilla, (laughs) Hey, yo, Camilla. Uh, Camilla Harris was on Fox and, and uh, a few days ago, and she was killing it. Yeah. And it people like, need wow, to, look at her. The other side needs to see. That's all yeah, that it is. Man. Absolutely. You know, but I like, again, like, I don't think I don't I'm not, I don't take you as a pro Trump guy. I just think that you're just taking a, a overview assessment. I'm a governmental optimist of, of what, is what, what I see. would call it. Is see, it's like America will never do anything in it's it's impossible for us to not be the world superpower. Well, he's making it the the the, the feeling around him is, mm-hmm. is 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 putting a little tarnish on a uh, little blemish on the 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 idea of what democracy is supposed to be. Listen, what I don't like is like that he inspires like races have been hidden away for a while, you know? Some of some of the the true ones and they and now, still are. I know, no, but now they're this coming is, out of their bunker. No, they're not. Yes, they're, this they're, is they're the problem. So, this is this is what are, I was man. I see. I got off track a few minutes <laughs> now ago. You're back, you're back exactly on go. It. I'm glad that you go. said that. <laughs> is that they're not. They're not, they're not, they're not. That Charlottesville thing that got blown up, those are people that traveled 
from all around the country. People think there's like this hub of, oh, these are just the racists in Charlottesville. Look at that. No, that was a gigantic meeting. And they tried that shit again. They had a big one like a, a couple months ago. There was seven people there, <laughs> seven people. And they cover it the way they shoot these things and everything is like, you know, shaky cam and you can't see anything. And like there's seven people and that's a, a nationwide meeting, man. And let me tell you something. From what I understand from back in the day when racism was real, they were a proud people. Racists, you don't get, you didn't get straight white males. No, race, racists. They were proud to be racist. But they were mostly straight white males. Sure, of course. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) of course. Again, way to, way to, way to help, Eric. Yes. Couldn't you agree? The most racist were straight white males. I'm just saying, like, it's like, you know, if it looks like, you know, have you ever heard? It? All right, forget it. You son of a bitch. I'm just, You're almost getting me to say crazy shit out here that's going to end up being the sound bite that ends my career. No, no, we're not going to let that happen. We're not yeah, let straight that happen. white males are racist. You ever hear a table full of black women talk about white women? We're talking or about racism. Any, or just right? anything. Anything. Yo, fuck that Chinese girl. Yeah, All right. Well, come on. Anyway, I don't know why I did yeah, that. Why? Why? Why'd you continue that? But racists are, it's not a fucking thing. And it's like, it's so rare and it's in the middle of the country. So what are you really talking about? There's probably three goddamn racist white people in all of fucking Los Angeles right now. (laughs) I'm serious. I don't know about that. Look, are there people that goof around and make jokes? No, 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 I think almost everyone. I think people still have prejudice, man. I think there's still prejudiced people out there. I think people are tribal. I think people are, you know, they like to be around people that they, that, that they, you know, look like and uh, you, I think live that, in the same circles. But I also think that the same, you know, it doesn't not, let me put mean, it to you this way. It doesn't mean it's necessarily racism. Yeah. I'm just saying that I think that, you know, that I think that tribalism sure. is disguised, is, is, is mistaken but for I racism. I also think that there's something in the air where people want to be accepted by the other people. Of course. I think that you see a fucking... You know, uh, you know, a cool black guy somewhere. I always give the head nod. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, who you think's buying rap albums? It's, it's you know, right? It's white it's kids. Me, I'm buying yeah. all. <laughs> uh, so, like, I got into this argument the other day out on the street. Actually, it was like a few months ago. Actually, it was probably like a year ago. I got in this big argument with this guy, angry old white guy. I uh-huh. pulled up my car real quick in front of my building. Uh, to uh, to grab something out of my apartment real quick. And I parked real close behind this Prius. Right. I was parked there. And I mean, real close, like right on the trunk. I run in, I come out 30 seconds, right? And there's some old guy with shopping bags standing there like, the fuck is this? And I'm, and I'm, and I'm literally like, what's up, man? How you doing today? Because, <laughs> you know, because I can tell like he's sort of angry. And he goes, man, I'd be better if you didn't pull right up on my ass like that. And I go, yeah, but it's all good. I just had to grab something out of my apartment real quick. I'm leaving right now. Have a great day, man. So, you know, still pushing the positivity. Right, 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 right. And he's like, well, I mean, again, I would be having a good day, but I mean, who parks like that? Who do you think you are? Like, I'm like, who do I think I am? I'm just some guy. I had to get something. I'm, I'm one more time. I'm giving him one more. Yeah. You know what I mean? At this time, yeah, I'm yeah. like, ah, Strike three. He's coming. Here, here yeah. it is. And he's like, you know, yeah, I mean, it's just unbelievable how you park. I go. You know, I mean, what the fuck are you complaining about? The fuck are you complaining? That's my part. I had to grab something. Now I'm fucking leaving. So goodbye. He's like, you know, yeah, get in the car that daddy bought you and get out of here. I go, yeah, daddy bought me this. No, I got this from chasing my dreams and accomplishing things. 
so that I don't end up a bitter old man driving a fucking Prius when I'm older, <laughs> carrying my own goddamn grocery bags, being angry in the middle of a beautiful day. Right. And now, now we're going back and forth. Now I'm getting back. Now you, up. Can't, now you can't tell who's who. Right. <laughs> right. And like, you know, my point is, is like, you know, it's just like assholes are assholes. Bad people are bad people. No and I think we're race. truly, and as you know, silly and simple as that sounds, I think that deep down, I think everybody knows that unless they believe that the news is really the news. Got to even stop calling it the news, I know, man. Like, it's, it's like specials. Yep. You know what I mean? We got to stop using the word special. We got to yep. stop using the word news. Yep. It's not this real. It's not news. And that's another thing is like, you know, I think one of the things where Trump sort of went wrong was by him calling it the fake news all the time. He did that. And you know what? It is fake. And because he called it that, it gets this bad like, uh, he calls it fake news because it affects him negatively. No. You know what I mean? It almost would have been better to just ride it out without him coining it that because then maybe something could be done about it. You know, honestly, I almost think it's all in cahoots with one another. I I think that the people that seem like they're against him are really with him. And the people that seem like they're with them over at Fox are probably actually against them, just waiting it out. Well, I think that there are people at Fox News, like the actual people that do the news, not the people that look like they're doing the news because they're also sitting at a desk and there's shit behind them. It looks the same as the news, but they're they're These are just people like they're doing a podcast. Basically yeah. they're doing a video po- like Sean Hannity is like, that's a podcast. Oh yeah. You know, and he's just talking, you know, straight to camera. Propaganda just shit. like Theo Vaughn, just yeah, straight yeah. to camera, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know made up mean? shit. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Here we go. Oh, we got, we called out the rat king. Here comes 10 angry tweets. You're just mad because you don't have the success. All right. But I just think that that's, I, I agree with you though, because there are people, if you watch Fox News, you know, they're, there's, they're, they're, some of them are really harsh with, they're hard on him. They're like, yeah. they want the, you know, they want the, the balanced, measured approach. But that's all you're trying to say right and now. And that's the final know? thing that I'll say is I think Fox News has etched more towards the middle and. The other networks, I mean, MSNBC is psychotic. <laughs> Dude, you got Rachel Maddow rails. fucking crying almost yeah. once a week. I mean, shit's unbelievable. These I people was, are psychotic. I was all I was off that when like when, you know, here's Trump's taxes. So you're gonna show us that he paid his taxes. Yeah, that he paid, like, you know, millions of dollars. And they're so mad. Everybody, all these people, always oh, bankrupt, always oh, never been able to run a business. It's like, at least give the guy, because again, this is what they like to do. It's like, oh, he doesn't even know how to run a business. That thing went bankrupt. I'm like, do you know what bankruptcy means? I know. But and these the people, thing. and it's like, Look, the, guy's the guy's worth $4 billion. Like, it's like, sorry, <laughs> sorry. You got to start being honest if you want to beat him. Yeah, they're trying to beat him with this fucking chaos. Like, oh, he's a racist. He's a blah blah blah. Meanwhile, it's like, nope. Baltimore's a shithole. Some of the Mexican, some of the Mexican people that illegally come here do rape people. It does happen. They do sometimes murder people. Right. And he is using that as a thing. And it's like, you know what I mean? Like, but people take gotta, that and they make it like he thinks. And by the way, oh, and by the way, the women that he was talking about at whatever party. When you are famous, guess what? They do probably let you grab them by the pussy. (laughs) And by the way, that's a fucking recorded conversation with him and some other dude 
off the record behind the thing that comes out. Like, it's like, and meanwhile, they pretend like, oh, this never would have happened. You know what I mean? It just would have been a better world. Like Hillary was supposed to win. Really? Hillary? I just, I just watched A&E's uh, five-part series, The Clinton Affair, that really fucking, I mean, I, I'm telling you, Eric, <laughs> I very rarely recommend things because it's so, there's so much entertainment nowadays, this right. and that. You got to go to A&E. Uh, go to your Amazon or, your, or whatever and buy it as uh-huh. you go or whatever. The Clinton Affair and the interviews that they have with everybody in Clinton's office. Everybody except for fucking Al Gore and Bill Clinton and Hillary themselves. And they go through the entire Clinton years. And it's just so funny to see the hypocrisy. I mean, this dude is getting his fucking dick swallowed in the Oval <laughs> Office. The hypocrisy of both sides. Like yeah, Hillary's yeah. some angel. Like that's the most house of cards fucking family. <laughs> I mean, it's good. That shit's yeah, definitely yeah. based off of yeah. fucking the Clintons. There's no doubt about that shit. Well, anyway, I, I don't know, man. I can't believe how political we got today. How I probably, I probably just lost half my fan base. No, you didn't. No, listen, I'm like, uh, you know, you, listen, we just want to, this is what needs to happen in the world. People need to discuss things mm-hmm. in a measured approach. Yep. Just like, think about what we're talking about. You know, we can't take everything that we hear at face value because what do we really know? Yeah. We don't know anything. Right. Uh, and then and, the, and our source of information, we can't trust it. It's like, how, how are we supposed to know? And all I'm saying is I wish that he would be stop being such a politician about everything. Like not everything has to be about, you know getting an upper hand. Right. And that's what it feels like. It feels like there's people behind him going like, let, like the guy that's going, Hey, let's just ride this out because I don't like that. I want him to be like, no, I don't want to ride this out because I don't want people feeling this way. Right. I think it, I feel like he should, the president, mm-hmm. not even just him. I'm just saying it, the office of the president right. should take care of the people and, and how they feel about, the presidency, the country, and, and by each the other. Way, if we were at war with anyone, if there was any drone strikes, anything happening, I think it would be a completely different situation. But you also have to factor in, and nobody mentions this. This is one of the most anti-war presidents. We're four years in now, dude. This <laughs> is know. we. This is the most anti-war president we've. You know what We've I probably ever had you, in our you, lifetime. You know what's crazy? What if he brokers peace in the Middle East? <laughs> Dude, and again, that's another thing. Is like people. Like what if he literally, like, you know, like he gets Palestine right. and Israel and, and all those people over there, like, sit down at a table and, like, what are they going to say? It would right. be like. Would be, oh, him dealing with them. <laughs> I'll tell you what it is because it's the exact same thing that just happened with North Korea. I'll tell you exactly what they would say. They would say, there's no reason why an American president should even be talking with or negotiating with these people it's the exact same thing yeah if he shakes hands with putin they go look look he's conniving with putin he shakes hands with the most evil world leaders these are guys that would be on the cover of mad magazine right <laughs> kim jong-un oh oh he shouldn't be really he shouldn't be or is that one of the the, the most groundbreaking things no U.S. president, right? I guess so, but like, there's but I mean, nothing but, but, wrong with but, getting these people on his side, whether he uses them yeah. or abuses what's them the, or that, discards the, them or whatever. That famous thing from The Godfather, you know? 
Keep your enemies close. Keep your friends close and yep. your enemies closer. You're damn motherfucking right. You know? And you gotta give that guy some credit for that. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing is like everybody just wants to bash him. But I'm saying if you want to beat him, you have to start. People have to start being honest. Like I was watching. Hey, let's end this fucking shit. <laughs> You kidding me? But I was watching these democratic debates. You know what I mean? Because my buddy was on. You, you get you, you. This is this is you love this because this is now you you don't have to be a host. You're just sitting here and you're you're, you're getting all this, this stuff fun. out. I mean, you know what? We're, we're, this is gonna be part one. Tony Hinchcliffe, part one. Okay. What have we done? I mean, we haven't even got. I'm not even gonna get to the questions. You know what I mean? You got. Thanks for all your questions and you know. But Tony, we've been talking and talking and talking. Perfect. I got to. I got to get this guy out of here. Um, I'll have all Tony's information. A lot of you probably already know because you know the podcast world is small. Um, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you, and, man. Uh, You're one of my favorite people. You're one of my favorite guests on Kill Tony. I You've love always doing been Kill a Tony. big brother to me. Uh, you are truly, absolutely hilarious. Oh, I look up to. You, you're a fucking great actor. You're a oh, good looking guy. Stop it. You're just a good human. <laughs> you're a real comedian. I appreciate you, man. And uh, I do want to make it a regular thing. Um, I, we, yeah, we did get like a lot of deep here. And I hope people, when you read, when you, when you listen to this, it's like, what, you know, what we am talk I? about some serious subjects. No, no, here. But I, but I'm, save I'm, your, I'm, save your tweets and your hate <laughs> Instagrams. I already know. Save your fucking <laughs> thumb energy. All right. I know you hate me. I know you hate my voice. Go fucking do something productive with your day i don't need to hear it i already know i don't give a fuck yeah there we go i agree. love only yeah positivity I only we i mean Nuance, it's guys. not easy no there's a reason why no one else is talking about the good sides of trump and the lack of straight white males in the media it's because they don't want to talk about it you got to give me credit for at least having the ballsies He's, yeah, he, you, you are shaking that subject hand like Kim Jong. Because <laughs> I feel comfortable talking about it with yeah. you too. It's you should. A te- it's a testament to you. Yeah, no, I get it. No, no, you know but what, what I mean? I'm saying is like I, I, you know, I don't agree with everything that you've right. that you're saying. Right. But it's like, but you should be allowed to say it. We should be allowed to have an honest Good dialogue. Discussion. Yeah, a dialogue, dialogue about it. That's what's yep. needed is have a dialogue. Yeah. Go into the nuance, have a measured approach, and if we don't agree in the end, at least we know where each other stands. Yeah. You know, and I agree with you. If you guys out there, if you want to beat Trump, if that's your thing, if that's your goal, you better get out there and understand that motherfucker. Right. They're not, right. They're not taking the to time to know understand. Know your, your enemy. Opponent, yes, man. know your enemy. It's crazy. I know. Well, we're going to end on that. Um, thanks once again for the very funny and insightful Tony Hinchcliffe for coming <laughs> on the podcast. Thanks for listening to Riffin with Griffin. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye.